Welcome to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5, where you live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This show is about you, your life, your impact, and your legacy. Now your hosts, John and Rena. Good afternoon, and welcome to the Impact Hour. I'm John. Hi, and I'm Rena. Today's show, we're going to talk about giving, getting, taking, and forcing. So oftentimes it's said that it's better to give than to receive, but we think it actually depends on what's going on. Sometimes the giving is not all that great, and sometimes the receiving is not all that great. We kind of wanted to dive in. Because when we make an impact on the world, we could be in one of these awkward spaces of giving and receiving or taking or forcing and not actually be doing the kind of service to other folks that we really want to and really be benefiting people's lives the way that we would like. I love that. It's like actually knowing what your impact is. There's the intended impact, you know, how you really want to help people, and then how it actually goes down, right? And yes. how people are actually experiencing it. Right. Love that awareness. Yes. And, and it can get kind of awkward. And so we just want to dive into this and talk about what is great giving and what is great receiving how do you make it work so it works out really well for everybody? Cool stuff. So we can be receiving in a way that makes it not great. So for example, sometimes uh, when we receive from charity, it can be really uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, like uh, you are the charity and people are giving to you. And uh, at least I know I've experienced this. And even when they're giving from the, the greatest spirit, it can still feel kind of like, oh, man, that's uncomfortable. Have you experienced that, Rena? Yeah. You know, well, I understand. I can totally relate to the discomfort around receiving, uh, like being in need and, and receiving something. So a, a number of years ago... I don't know, 08 or so, you, you had lost your job. And, um, you know, things things were tight and we were adjusting and, you know, we were okay. Actually, in retrospect, we were, <laughs> now that I think of it, when we tell the story, we had money in savings and savings, but we were adjusting our lifestyle back to accommodate the change in income, the loss of income. And um, our church had done like a we call it a turkey drive. You know, they got together a bunch of meals um, that families could prepare. So they delivered them in boxes of turkey and with stuffing and various canned items and stuff. And they had some turkeys left over and gave us a few turkeys. And it was very generous and it felt very awkward. Yes. Actually. And, and I put them to good use. Yeah. You know, you know but... Um, yeah, I can totally relate to um, as the receiver, it can feel really awkward tends to feel much more comfortable being the giver. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. yours was a little more intense, your yeah. experience around receiving. Yeah. I'll get to that later on. Okay. I think it fits fits later on in a better place. Okay. But you, so like you guys have to stay, stay tuned. tuned. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to hear about John's experience around receiving. Yes. So another thing about receiving, we, we were talking about this earlier, about so often people do not graciously receive praise. And so you, re you give them praise and they're like, oh, it was nothing. Or, you know, oh, it wasn't me. I didn't deserve that or, or whatever. And they, 
and they basically shut down the praise and, and diminish it. Now, dude, totally watch for this because this happens all the time. People are not comfortable receiving praise because I'm, I really, I'm committed to acknowledging in people where they're doing well, what they're doing, and I, I believe that's very important. So I'm, I'm doing it often, and a lot of people are just too uncomfortable to receive it. They can't have the spotlight shined on them or I'm not exactly sure what it is there's just a maybe a worthiness issue not feeling like they're worthy so they will totally dismiss diminish belittle you know minimize the praise that you just gave them so now that you've heard it you'll see it and it's great for you to be aware of so that you can graciously receive praise from other people something that I was taught and um, modeled for me was to simply say, thank you, I received that. Yeah. And that's a gracious way to yeah. receive praise. So thank you for saying that. Awesome. Yeah, I think part of it is we are taught that it's better to be humble than to be like an egotist. It seems, it seems like uh, in, in the conversations that I hear, it's, it's you fall into one of those camps. You can either be <laughs> humble or you can be egotistical, you know, and it's, it's one or the other. And I think the right answer for praise that is actually deserved is to say thanks. Mm -hmm. And from the giver's perspective, it, it feels awkward and not great if you give praise and they, and they just toss it aside and say no. Yeah, it's like giving a gift and, and it's denied. No, I will not receive that. In fact, you feel like your praise has little or no value. And, and it, it just, it doesn't feel great. Yeah. Yeah, so. So you're not being egotistical if you're bragging and you actually did it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. And, and of course you can be, you know, overly bragging about it, but I think it's, it's reasonable to go ahead and, and to be excited and to highlight and say, Hey, I just did this and I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about this right now. I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if somebody points out something that you said or did, and you can, you know, so I said, thanks for receiving that, or, you know, thank you for sharing that, or thank you for noticing. Thanks for pointing that out. Yeah. Yeah. And then sometimes what I've been doing lately, especially if what I've done or said has been actually helpful, and I say, I'm glad that was helpful for you. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I like that. That's, yeah. That's easy to hear. Yes. Yeah. Now, in, in the same vein, it's uh, receiving is not great when the gifts are refused of any kind. So it could be praise like we just talked about, or it could be like a physical gift. You know, here's a gift. Oh, no, I can't take that. I can't accept that. And it can be all kinds of forms. It could be someone offers to, to buy lunch for you. Oh, no, 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 you, you can't do that. No, 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 no. And I think that, that feels sometimes awkward on the giver's side. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes the giving is is got weird motivations in it, which we'll talk about later on. So you can have some weirdness there. And I could see someone looking at how it's being given and going, oh, that feels weird. I don't know if I want to accept that. But if the giving is done from a genuine deep desire to give from a great place and it's refused just because of worthiness issues or whatever, I think that makes it not work out so good. And it, I think it kind of makes the relationship awkward. Mm -hmm. in, a, in a kind of, uh, I don't know, awkward is the best word, but it, it certainly makes it uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a, 
a certain amount of grace that's missing in smoothness and flow, uh, giving and receiving graciously. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Another thing we've noticed, or I've noticed, is uh, when the receiver has these high expectations, and and over time, perhaps, or even for the first time, they can start to expect that what they're getting is of a certain quality, of a certain value, of a certain type. And then when the gift isn't that, then they can be upset or mad or disappointed. And that makes it weird, too, where suddenly the gift has become expected and it's no longer seen as a gift, but it's seen as something that's owed. Now it's like a burden to the giver because <laughs> yeah. they have expectations to live up to and pressure. Yeah. 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 There's something kind of related to this. I don't know if it's exactly the same, but they, they had this uh, Rick and Morty sauce that McDonald's <laughs> was was offering for, I don't know, just for one day and uh, read in the news that people would go and they would be out. And so they're out of the sauce and it was, it's not something that they normally offer. This is something a little extra. And people were mad. They were mad because they were out of sauce. And it's like, what the heck? You know, why, why would you be mad? They, they're just out. It's no big deal. Right. <laughs> they didn't take your money and not give you the sauce. They just were out. Huge expectation. And they had this expectation that it would be there. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's kind of a, an awkward giving, receiving scenario. Yeah. This, this story is kind of fun. Um, our oldest son just turned 18. And... Um, is trying to manage his expectations around his birthday. <laughs> I didn't want him to, you know, think that, you know, he's getting the world for his birthday. And uh, he had dropped that, you know, he was hoping, like shared with me, that he was hoping that somebody in the family would give him a car for his birthday. I'm like, honey, <laughs> you know, who in our family would give you a car? Nobody has... Um, nobody's expressed that they would do something like that it's really kind of you know daddy and i john and i have had um clarity in that you know you save up half of your car and we'll match that you know the, we wouldn't give it to you who in the family is going to give you a car so tried to lower his expectations so they weren't dashed he didn't have a miserable birthday because he didn't get car which was a completely unrealistic expectation yeah 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 so, and that's where he could be upset or disappointed yeah. for a gift that was different than what he expected. Right. And that makes it all kind of weird, too. Yeah, I think managing expectations around gifts is, is really helpful. Right. Yeah. Yep. Now, on the other side, giving can be in a place where it's not great either. So there can be kind of awkward, unhelpful ways of giving as well. And so it's the other side of the giving and receiving. And so giving is not great when it's done for personal reasons. So they're more interested in feeling good about themselves than they are about what they're actually providing. And that can be, it can show up in odd ways. You know, and somebody's, they're, they're giving, not necessarily just a gift, but they're giving of their time and their efforts so they could pat themselves on the back and say, look how good I am. That's, that's very common in the um, volunteering arena uh, when the motivation behind the giving of whether it's time or money or, or effort um, is, is for the benefit of the giver to feel good about themselves. So having that as the primary motivation um, just kind of makes it a little murky. 
Yes. Yeah, versus um, letting the giving be the thing and then you get to enjoy some and that's a bonus. Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And it can be more than a little murky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It can, it can be pretty awkward. Messy, yeah. sure. Yeah. Or it's not, it could be not great uh, when it's done for personal reasons when what's given is what we want rather than what they want or what they need. So like sometimes it's done like a Christmas time, right? So we give a, a gift that we wanted, not one that they wanted. Yeah, I think, well, if we have time, we'll, we'll, we'll explore Christmas more. But uh, with the marketing, the marketing is really cranked up for the holidays. And, oh, yeah. and so, you know, we're out shopping for other people, but there's all these marketing messages about what you want. Right? right. Oh, yeah, there's that too, huh? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so that we're, our unbutton is cranked on. Yeah. <laughs> and we're supposed to be giving for other people. Get like, yourself oh. a Christmas present for Christmas this it, year. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there's lots of that message. Absolutely. Yeah. Per personal spending goes way up during the holidays. Yeah, not, it does. not necessarily just for other people. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yes. Understandably, it's, it's just kind of set up that way. Yeah. So giving is also not great when it hurts yourself to give. And so we've seen folks do this when we did our financial coaching business. So it would be folks who would be, they're wanting, they have a great heart, their heart's in the right place, but they're not in a financial place to be giving what they were giving. And uh, it can get pretty awkward then. Yeah, I think we saw somebody, I, I don't remember too many of the details, but I think that they had a property um, and they had people renting from them and the renters weren't able to cover the rent but we, they let them continue to stay there and they were having a hard time making the mortgage payment on the rental. It was, it was really hurting them financially and they wanted to be generous, um, but it was really at a very high cost and not beneficial yeah. for we'll, them. We'll it's, talk more about that right after the break. Awesome. Do you want to enjoy more deep, meaningful, satisfying relationships? Do you want to feel more connected? Do you want to feel like people get you? Learn how to be the kind of person people respond to. Create better results with your kids, your partner, clients, coworkers, and friends. Go to BeAndConnect.com and get started with your free videos today. That's BeAndConnect.com. Learn from hosts John and Rena from the Impact Hour. You can have that sense of connection you desire. Go to BeAndConnect.com now. Meaning significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Host John and Rena will help you be a change agent, a leader, a hero. Move through your world, touching lives and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. Now back to the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. More fun than visiting the in-laws. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. We're talking about giving, getting, taking, and forcing. I think I listed those on the different order this time, but That's it's those fine. topics. It's yes. all that. <laughs> it's all good. So we're talking a little bit about when is giving not actually great. And uh, we were just talking about when it actually hurts yourself to give. And I think you were explaining that uh, when we were financial coaching, we actually saw a number of cases, but you were, we were explaining how one, one, uh, one client we had was uh, renting 
supposedly renting to these renters, but the renters weren't paying rent and they were about to go into foreclosure on the rental place or they were behind in a mortgage. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, was, it was creating a lot of stress, a lot of financial distress. They yeah. weren't um, able to weather that gift well. Yeah, yeah. And so we've seen a number of cases where, where people are giving beyond their financial means and they're, they're in, a, in a tough, hard place themselves. And, and related to that is uh, this, I don't know if any of you have read, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, but one of the topics he talks about in there is really great called the production versus the production capacity. And when you are producing something, in this case, this would be your generosity, there's a capacity for how generous you can be. And the generosity is the production itself. And in his, in his talk, in his book in there, a little, little topic in there, was talking about watching your production capacity, your ability to produce, and don't diminish that in order to get more of the production out because then it harms your ability to to give and to be generous in the future so if, if that family if that you know that client if they foreclosed on their rent rental place they wouldn't have the ability to give renters a break on the rent at all it'd be taken away and their capacity to be generous in that way would be gone is it overstating it to say it's like killing the goose that lays the golden eggs? No, he actually used that example okay. in the book. That's probably where I got it from then. Yeah. It's a classic book, by the way, he, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's a totally, totally applicable topic there is to, you know, great giving comes from the overflow that you have rather than out of your basic needs. Yeah, I can picture a, a similar scenario where somebody is giving of their time, whether it's supporting an organization or their, you know, kids' school or church or all of the above, right? They're giving all their time and, and pouring themselves into it and just physically exhausted. Then comes the illness right? because they haven't been taking care of their body, haven't been taking care of themselves, and now they're not able to help now that those organizations are probably relying on them right, right. and yes. now that they can't because right. they killed the production capacity yeah the capacity to give generously right so. and it can have other effects too i mean they could get sick but they could also get to where they're not taking care of themselves and it could start to get to where they're resenting what they're doing yeah and, that then, happens. and then they show up with this resentful attitude but that's going to leak out. <laughs> I think people are going to pick up on that, even if you don't want it to. That's just the kind of thing that leaks out. Yeah. 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 That's because there's judgment behind that. But that's a topic for another day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so another another case of really not great giving, and it's it's where you're giving and doing something for the person that they really should be doing for themselves. And this is a case where it has all kinds of, of negative side effects in there. And this kind of giving actually can do the person harm. And a lot of lot of charity work, and I'm not saying all of it, but you know, there can be a lot of charity work where we're doing for people what they should be doing themselves. And you know, it's actually creating more harm than good in a lot of cases. I think communication in those situations is so helpful to find out what the person actually needs. 
And for myself as a person with a disability, um, I'm legally blind, and I don't expect people to understand what I can see and what I can't see. Um, so they'll sometimes they'll try to do something for me. It's absolutely bizarre to have somebody grab me and push me around. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they're really trying to be helpful. Um, whereas, you know, <clears throat> to ask me, you know, can, would you, here's the best, would you please let me know if I can help you? Because I, I, I don't mind speaking up um, if I need help. And a lot of times I'd rather try it on my own. And, you know, I'm, I'm also learning more about receiving gracefully. And um, sometimes I'll just go ahead and ask instead of, you know, I know I can do it, but it's going to be really hard. It's like, okay, maybe I'll be gentle with myself and ask for some help here. But the communication is just so much better than assuming what I need and, and doing it for me. Right. Yeah, I, I totally second that. Yeah. A lot of times when we do for the person what they can do for themselves, it gives them the message that they can't do it. Mm -hmm. And it's a it's a negative message it's a it's a instead of a message of they can do it and we believe in them it's a message of oh no you poor thing i don't think you can do this and let me do this for you less than empowering yes yeah i don't believe in you i, I don't believe you can do that here let me do it for you you poor thing oh yeah no, nobody wants to get those messages that's not going to be good yeah and, and with messages like that it can keep them from stepping up to doing it themselves and mm -hmm. so they miss out on, you know, experiencing a victory where they could actually accomplish something that maybe maybe they thought maybe they couldn't do it, but they can do it anyways. Well, and there's the idea of a powerful reference experience. When you've had success in a specific area, you're like, cool, well, I know I can do that now. And mm -hmm. then you can refer back to that and say, well, you know what, I can do something that's similar to that over here. And so it's successes that continue to build on themselves, which is denied if you just snatch that opportunity away from someone and do it for themselves when they could have done it on their own. Right. And so a great analogy, uh, if you're not seeing any examples of this, is for like parents doing their kids' homework for them. Look, I only did that once. <laughs> <laughs> Generally, of all these years. <laughs> generally, we don't do homework for them. Uh, but I don't know, when we, when you talk, hear parents talk, sometimes I wonder if they're doing their kids' homework for them. Uh, yeah. You yeah. Know, so you the know, parents, I'd, I'd, love to be, I'd love to go to that event, but, you know, my kid has homework. Yeah. Like, really? That's very interesting. Yeah. You need to supervise it that closely, or are you doing it? Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so the parents get an A on behalf of the kids, but, oh. you know, how much learning is actually taking place? I don't know how a kid could do okay on tests if the kid, parent's doing the homework because, you know, then the test is going to roll around. Right. They got to know it for themselves. Right. Then, right. Maybe yeah. they don't do good on the test. I don't know. And then the parent says, oh, you're not doing good on your test. Let me, let's do this more. You know, let me help you more with your homework. <laughs> right. And what I want to acknowledge is that there's a heartfelt desire to benefit the child behind that. It's just a little, a little misguided. That's not having the intended desired result, right? Yeah. What they want is for their kid to do well right. in school. So awesome right. intention behind it, just not playing out the way that they'd hope. Yeah. So, so if the parent did do homework for the kids and then the kids, you know, go on to the next grade, you know, they're not prepared for the next level of classwork because they haven't done the learning that they need. So it actually ends up doing the opposite of what they really want for the kid. And so sometimes the goal isn't for the thing to get done. It's for the person to learn how to do it. 
and to know that they can do it. Okay, this is a huge topic for moms. I don't know if you can relate as a dad, but it's so much easier to do the chores than to um, empower the kid to do it and watch them do it wrong, what feels wrong or not up to your quality or expectations. Right. That's, it's a total temptation. So if you struggle with that, I totally get it. And um, on that note, we need to head into a break. So we want you to stay tuned. You're listening to the Impact Hour. Do you want to enjoy more deep, meaningful, satisfying relationships? Do you want to feel more connected? Do you want to feel like people get you? Learn how to be the kind of person people respond to. Create better results with your kids, your partner, clients, coworkers, and friends. Go to BeAndConnect.com and get started with your free videos today. That's BeAndConnect.com. Learn from hosts John and Rena from the Impact Hour. You can have that sense of connection you desire. Go to BeAndConnect.com now. Meaning. Significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 1055. Host John and Rena will help you be a change agent, a leader, a hero. Move through your world, touching lives and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 1055. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. You are listening to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5, where you live a life rich in meaning and significance. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. We're so glad that you've joined us. Today we are talking about getting, giving, taking, and forcing an excellent exploration. If you miss a part of this show or any other show, we want you to know that show recordings are available at theimpacthour.com. The Impact Hour is also available as a podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and more. So check it out. Take us with you on the road. Awesome. So we've been talking a little bit about when giving is not great, and we were just talking about uh, an example like when you do your kids' homework for them. Or then you brought up the idea of chores. Mm -hmm. And the idea there is that, you know, you might be feeling like you're helping them. But it's good to keep your eye on the goal. What is the actual goal that you're trying to accomplish? Do you want the kids' homework to get done? Or is what's really important is that they do the learning that takes place while they do their homework? Well, seriously, the long-term the real goal is like long term and there's you know short term stuff to have to deal with you know the the frustration around the chores not getting done the homework not getting done well all that there's there's a lot of it that would be easy to alleviate quickly by just doing it yourself but then there's the long-term goal that's not being met right by by doing it for them right so we're emphasizing the the short term possibly at the expense of that long-term goal yeah which Which is not great i'll just acknowledge can be easy to do it's just not beneficial right not as beneficial yeah so if you apply that to other places like suppose your passion is to help homeless folks to get off the streets awesome that's great but is the real goal just to get them off the street or is your real long-term goal to be where they're self-sufficient where they have what it takes to take care of themselves and to have their own place 
and to to support themselves or is it just to get them off the street because you could you could emphasize one at the expense of the other and a lot of charity can be like that for certain it's it's easier it's always going to be easier to do the short term than the long term the long term requires a lot more commitment a lot more effort a lot of planning a lot of checking in and adjusting and tweaking <clears throat> and trying and trying something different to make sure it works it it, it involves a l much greater commitment level you know, than just showing up to volunteer for an activity once in a while and see what happens from there. Yeah. Yeah, just as an example. Yeah. Part of the frustration, too, is I think it, it totally requires the cooperation on the receiver. Yes, they've got, oh, they've, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they've got to be open. They've got to want it. And, and I know from experience, if you want it more than they do, it's not going to get far. Yes. Yeah. Again, where communication is really helpful. <laughs> That's how, right. how open are they? Are they ready? Are they wanting it? Yeah, all of that. Yeah. Yep. So another time when giving is not great is when it creates collateral damage. And this can happen also when we're trying to make an impact in the world and we're trying to alleviate a problem. But there can be side effects. There can be other, other things that pop up unintended consequences from our actions. So more specifically, an example could be if, if, it, if we're in a charity and we're giving physical items. So we're giving coats or shoes or, or food to folks. And those folks, you know, when, when you go into a country, say, and you give clothes or, or shoes or something like that, it's because there's free stuff, it's not just the poor people who show up to get that. There's just no way to, to stop other folks from going, oh, free shoes, cool. I'll, I think I'll, I'll get a pair of free shoes. And the collateral damage then is what happens to the local businesses who would otherwise sell that, that item to folks who are now getting it for free. And that can create collateral damage. That can create uh, all kinds of, of havoc in a community where the local businesses are no longer able to support themselves and supply you know, an economic exchange in the community and it actually diminishes and rather than actually helping in a lot of cases. Yeah, there's again, great intention behind that, but it, it has the unintended consequences. There's a video, a documentary called Poverty Inc., which I just thought did a phenomenal job of kind of uncovering these unintended consequences. And they, I don't remember if it was that or another video that I watched talked about you know how we have these images flashed in front of us of these people with they don't have, they're wearing tattered clothing and no shoes and and they actually call that poverty porn which I thought was a fascinating term to just really show you know they take a little microcosm, a little picture of a small group of people and expand it to say that like all these people need shoes or whatever. And so based on the small sample that's, that's needy and doesn't have, they apply it to a larger sample, give shoes to the larger sample. Then like you say, all those people are not going out and purchasing shoes from the local cobblers, the people who make the shoes and would normally be earning their living from that. So that's when you talk about collateral damage, unintended consequences. It, it's a lot based on <clears throat> the um, charity type industry yeah. that we have. Yeah. Another example of that is uh, there was a pretty innovative company starting up in a, one of these countries and uh, they were creating solar panels. 
Oh, that was for streetlights. Streetlights street powered by solar panels. Yeah, and that was other awesome. things. And you could, they were manufacturing these solar panels and, and Local, they're selling like those. in a third world country, this totally innovative technology type business. It was awesome. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so they could power lights and other things from these solar, solar panels. And then this, uh, this charitable organization comes in and then puts in a bunch of lights and solar panels and does all that. And they're like, well, now what do we do? Yeah. Boom, you know. out of business, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it better to see what's needed to actually bolster the economy so that they can be self-sufficient, right? Yeah. And and help them to in the long term instead of that sh meeting that short-term need. Right. And along those lines, you know, if you're involved in a charity, it's often very helpful to talk to the the people you're serving and ask them you know, what do they think is the solution to what they're facing right now? And it might not pop right out immediately. You might need to take some time to think about it. But oftentimes the local folks know way more about their situation and what's going on and what's around them than any sort of external group would know. And then the external group can just say, that's awesome. We'd like to support you in that. And you support them in creating their own solution. That gives them the message that, yes, they can, and here I'm here to help and support and encourage and believe in you. And that's different than, you know, here, your poor thing, let's, let's give you this stuff. Just totally different experience. There's a book called The Soul of Money that I thought did a really great exploration of, of helping indigenous people to come up with their own solutions. Yeah. Do you remember the author's name? Uh, Lynn Twist, I believe oh, it is. You're awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good memory. Yeah. So I have a, a personal experience around receiving charitable gifts. So in uh, 89, we had the earthquake. And we you were, were living, in Santa Cruz. We were in the Santa Cruz area and the Santa Cruz Mountains, and our house collapsed. It was it was not livable anymore. So we instantly became homeless, technically, although we didn't really see ourselves that way. <laughs> um, and uh, we were living with family for a little bit, and then we we had another place that we we're living in for a while. And people started giving us stuff, and so. You know, people felt sorry for us and they wanted to help. And so, you know, someone came and delivered these large garbage bags filled with clothes and said, here, you know, and we were we were supposed to go through the clothes and pick out what we wanted. And it's like, I don't, I don't know if I want these clothes. It's, uh, you know, I had some clothes already and there were styles I wasn't used to. And I don't know, it was just stuff I wouldn't normally wear. And the message that I was told was, we need to accept this for the sake of the givers so they can feel good about themselves. You don't want to make them feel bad by rejecting their gift, right? Yeah. It's just that the, their gift, they didn't really check out what you really needed. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's awkward. Yeah, it's awkward, yeah. And it gave us stuff we didn't exactly really need. and So there's probably stuff that you really did need but didn't get. Right. <laughs> yeah, because there wasn't a, What if they had talked to you and said, hey, John, I'm wondering how I can help you. Is there anything that you need? Can I take you shopping to pick up a few items? Yeah, that would be way different, way better. Yeah. Right? And then they're giving what we need rather than just something to make them feel good. Yeah. That just felt icky to me. Right. It's just uh, like they were doing it for the wrong motivation. So, I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't think that was a great, a great transaction or a great, a great giving and receiving scenario at all. 
Uh, I love the idea of actually connecting with the people that we're, we're serving, that we're giving to. Um, we love encouraging this in Simply Great Lives anyways, instead of just, you know, anonymously giving to an organization or helping out behind the scenes. All those are good. And they don't have the connection with the individual. And it's, it's the connection with the individual that can help you to really know what your impact is. Is, is it the, the positive impact that you wanted? Because if you're not connected with the person, you don't even know if you're missing the mark or not. Right. Yeah. Plus, yeah. it's just a blessing to really connect with somebody who's concerned about you. That's good stuff. Totally. Yeah. It's yeah. Be- much better than a handout. Totally. It's a bomb. Yep. So other scenarios where giving's not great is when it creates dependence. So they need to come back for more and more. And then uh, lastly is when there's an expectation of a return. And so the giving isn't really a giving. It's a, it's an unspoken transaction. Here, I'll give to you, and I'm not going to tell you, but I expect you to give back. <laughs> I'm laughing. I love that lack of communication there. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you, but what I really expect is, and then there's the disappointment, the crushing disappointment that your expectations were completely dashed, and but you gave this and you didn't get that back in return. I, I see that yeah. really very frequently. All this awkwardness of keeping track of they gave this many times, so I need to give this many times. And it's just not this generous giving. It's this weird awkwardness. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Awesome. Well, we still have to talk about... Uh, taking and forcing. I so know. we're going to take a break and we'll be right back for some more. You're listening to the Impact Hour. Do you want to enjoy more deep, meaningful, satisfying relationships? Do you want to feel more connected? Do you want to feel like people get you? Learn how to be the kind of person people respond to. Create better results with your kids, your partner, clients, coworkers, and friends. Go to BeAndConnect.com and get started with your free videos today. That's BeAndConnect.com. Learn from hosts John and Rena from the Impact Hour. You can have that sense of connection you desire. Go to BeAndConnect.com now. Meaning, significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Host John and Rena will help you be a change agent, a leader, a hero. Move through your world, touching lives and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. Now back to the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. Uh, if you're just joining us, we are talking about getting, giving, taking, and forcing, and, and how can we have healthy ways of giving and receiving uh, in society and in the way that we impact folks in society. Uh, the way that we want to make a big difference in the world. So giving and getting and re- getting or receiving is great when the giver is giving joyfully and from a deep desire to give, not focused on what they'll get back. When the giver is giving thoughtfully according to the receiver's desire or need, not just giving what they want. And it's not giving from a needy place like they're needing to be valued or accepted or anything like that. And there's no strings attached and the receiver knows it's not coming with expectation and they can just graciously accept. Great. Nice recap. Yeah. (laughs) 
So now we're talking about taking and forcing. There's a lot of that that goes on in our society as well. And sometimes it's in the guise of giving or receiving, but really it's a forced kind of thing and it's not voluntary on the other person's part. Not so much anyways. So an example of this would be like giving to get. I'm giving to you so that I'll get back something. And it could be what we're wanting to get back is we want to be accepted and loved and we want you to like me. So I'm going to give to you so that you'll like me. And then I expect you to do certain things or to express that you like me. And if you don't, then I get mad. I've done all this for you. What the heck? <laughs> right. And yeah. it gets it gets weird, right? It gets crunchy. It's not it's not a free gift at that point. Right. No, that's that's pretty pretty messy. Very messy, yeah. And and it can be for a lot of different things. And so it can be for those emotional reasons, but it can be for other things too, where where the giving's not just a generous a gen generous gift. So another examples of taking might be dominating the conversation not letting other people get in a word edgewise in a conversation that's a form of taking i will take your attention you will listen to me whether you want to or not i'm going to dominate this conversation yeah it's gonna yeah. be all about what i what i care about and what's going on with me yeah and versus being generous in in our attention and our being present with people very different and it's nice when it's a, a quote give and take but a, a nice free flow of, of both um, receiving and giving in, in conversation. Yes. Another example might be put downs or what I call one-upmanship, where it's a, I don't know exactly how to describe it, but it's a, it's a putting the other person down at, at their, at, so that we can be bolstered, you know, we can feel good about ourselves at their expense, I guess is the way to say that. Yeah, totally putting other people <clears throat> down to make us look good whether it's directly or in conversation about somebody else and to make ourselves, you know, build us up, we make us look good in comparison. And that's the sad thing is it's really at the cost of the other person. Right. Whereas both people can have value. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Shouldn't have to be at the expense of somebody else. Right. And it's a, it's a total taking as opposed to someone saying, hey, you know, I think you're awesome. Allow me to give you this respect because yeah. I think you should have it. Or this praise for yeah. for yeah for what you've done or who you are. It's a taking. Yeah. I'm gonna take this respect or this this looking good kind of thing. I think I think it's uh it doesn't actually go over so good if you're trying to do you know look good at someone else's expense. Yeah. Um, it's it's pretty tainted in the yeah. person listening. A lot of a lot of folks know and they catch on to that and you don't actually look good. <laughs> yeah, it kind of like, backfires. What did you just do there? That doesn't yeah. look good to me. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or taking credit for other people's work. I know this happens in the workplace a lot. That's mm -hmm. definitely a form of taking. Yeah. So it's even else... built in in the title there, taking yeah, credit. Taking yes. credit. Not earning or yeah. Yeah. Related to that is uh, not exactly taking but never giving praise, withholding praise. It's not exactly taking, but, but that can be it's getting close. Getting yeah. close. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I know some folks, the way they go through the world is, oh, you know, I only give praise to perfect and nobody's perfect. So, you know, you, you're not in this perfect category. So I'm not going to praise. Well, it's interesting. I've learned, and this has been a little while ago, but um, I was <clears throat> having a hard time saying I love you. 
um, as, as, I, as I got close to somebody. I mean, I, I say it to more than just you or, or the kids, and I feel so really vulnerable when I do it. It's mm. just really uncomfortable, but I'm, I'm learning to not withhold that, but to give it more generously. Nice. Deal with the discomfort. Yeah. And same with giving compliments or thanks. So I, I remember going through a time where I was, it was harder for me to thank you for stuff because I felt vulnerable. Hmm. I was afraid that you might turn around that, turn that around on me and say, yeah, well, you know, it was really hard and blah, blah, blah. And so it was just <laughs> easier to not say something, right, and withhold yeah. that. So it's interesting. It's, like you said, it's not exactly taking, but you can see that it's kind of in that dynamic. Right. And another form of taking, this one kind of hits home for me a little bit, is being late or failing to follow through on commitments. Oh, that's how's that, t what's it costing somebody else? That's how it's a taking, huh? Right. It's costing them their time um, or what they were relying on you for. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, good recognition. Yep. And something I think most people could work on, by the way. Yes. We all have room for improvement. Oh yeah, <laughs> see that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's me too, so, you know, it's not, not like I'm just trying to put the kibosh on everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the last part is forcing. And uh, this one is interesting. And uh, one of the biggest things that came to mind in forcing, and this is uh, a forcing giving. It's forcing a gift. An example would be unsolicited advice. <laughs> you want to call that a gift? I think that's very gracious. <laughs> <laughs> Most people doing that think it's a gift. They're trying okay. to help. Fair. That is a totally fair statement. Yes. yes. The receiver might not receive it as a gift. <laughs> but uh, it doesn't feel like one. No. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, but they're, most folks, when they do that, are, are trying to be helpful. Cool. Well, here's a little tool to help with that then. If you've got some wisdom that you want to share with somebody, great to see if they're open. Say, you know, I've got something I think might be helpful. Would you be open to hearing it? So just asking their permission, then it's not unsolicited advice anymore. Right. It's welcomed advice and wisdom. Right. And, yes. and that can come with, I totally get that. I've been through that and, and I've struggled with that, but I feel like I've, I've gotten a hold of that. Do you mind if I share? So you're relating to their experience yeah. and then offering to share your experience. There you go. Yeah. So now they can feel heard and understood and valued first. <laughs> well, that, that's really key and also a whole nother conversation to really acknowledge what people are saying before you jump in and try to fix it for them. Yeah. Absolutely. Another one is forcing your opinion and not allowing others to have contrary views or alternative views. Well, you mean like saying that everybody else is a moron <laughs> who doesn't believe the way you do? Yeah. Yeah. That might count. Yeah, that's what we call right fighting. Yeah, and uh, that's not fun. I think a lot of people do this, and you might have heard the phrase, uh, "You can be happy or you can be right." Ooh, so it's it comes at an expense. It comes at a, an expense in a relationship for certain. If you want to be right, it, it it's it's at the other person's expense. A lot of it can be. Yeah, and it depends on how it's handled. Yeah, you know if if. If you're trying to shut the other person down or say their opinion is wrong and this is what's right, then yeah, then it ends up coming at an expense and it diminishes the relationship. Mm -hmm. If the other person doesn't feel hurt or valued, it's just, no, that's wrong. And that feels very harsh and, and doesn't feel good. Yeah. Totally. Yep. But there, there are ways, I think, to share alternative opinions 
That's respectful. That's respectful. And not forcing your opinion on somebody else. So there's a good distinction. Yes. Yeah. And I'm an expert right fighter. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. So I have experience with this. <laughs> Something I've been working on a lot lately. Yeah. That's great. That That's really valuable. I love just acknowledging people, thanking them for sharing that and and the practice of not even interjecting my opinion just i'm practicing it too it's another area i'm growing in as well and um it can be really uncomfortable in the beginning letting go of that interjection so just to be aware that's normal yeah gets easier yeah yeah it can be just totally uncomfortable it's like they're just doing it wrong (laughs) (laughs) they're wrong about this this is important they need to know the truth that's right yes yes it's really intense. It is very much so. So the last one we have is forcing your values on someone else. So I've seen parents do this with maybe not just their kids, but others and say, oh, you must apologize for this or whatever. And in, in some ways, it's a parent's responsibility. But I've seen adults do that to others as well. Oh, you must do this. And and they kind of force their values. And uh, yeah, excellent stuff. Thinking of going through the week. We want to thank you for listening to the Impact Hour. Have a great week.